Coming up on today's episode of Membership and Subscription Growth. Get both of those teams together, the marketing team and the content uh, creators together, to agree on what, uh, the, what the promise is. Over the years, I've discovered that and come to the realization that, you know, even though I'm dealing with extremely intelligent people, very capable people, and, and highly motivated people, just to tell them how to do it uh, and even leave them with a set of rules for how to do it is not enough to, uh, to transform them into uh, brilliant copywriters or, or into content providers who can think this way. And it is a matter of consciousness. What we want to do is not to focus on the knowledge that we're giving somebody, but the, what the knowledge can do for them. That is the benefit. Welcome to Membership and Subscription Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Scrove. We've got a fabulous new year and a uh, terrific opportunity to help you grow your subscription business. My guest today is Jim Sinkinson. Jim is a uh, terrific expert at growing subscriptions. He actually owned uh, his own business. Uh, He started in 1980 and sold it in 2015. And throughout that time, he has also been a consultant for dozens of other subscription businesses, helping them grow, helping them uh, build their businesses by creating great content that their subscribers want and want to pay for. And uh, he is a terrific expert on exactly what to create in order to get your members to be engaged in your product. And, uh, And also he's been teaching this to editors and content creators for decades, both within his own business and uh, within his consulting work. You'll definitely want to check out his website at uh, firedupmarketing.biz and also enjoy this episode of Membership and Subscription Growth. Uh, Jim is a terrific expert and understands exactly what you want to do in order to grow your subscription business and provide content members want. So without any further delay, let's jump into uh, today's episode. Welcome to Membership and Subscription Growth Podcast. I'm Robert Scrobe, and I'm here today with Jim Sinkinson. Welcome, Jim. Hey, Robert. Nice to be here. Well, you have had a, uh, you have and continue to work with lots of membership programs in order to help them grow. But just for folks that maybe haven't had the opportunity to meet you and know your background. Could you talk a little bit about you know the things that you did in order to grow membership and uh, you know, the experience that you have, the companies you built and sold, and uh, you know kind of what's led you up up to this point? Well, I've been in the uh, publishing business for about thirty five years, or I had my own publishing company for, for about thirty five years, and uh, most of our publication. We started out uh, with print newsletters, and then as times changed uh, and uh, things became more digital, we evolved to a digital platform so that all of the products we were selling, which were mostly information products, uh, were were of a digital nature. That would include a daily online trade journal, uh, a daily 
um, information service sold for $2,000 a year. Uh, we had webinars. We had webinar memberships uh, that allowed you to attend as many as possible. Uh, so books, conferences, um, you know, wide range of uh, content. And uh, how did we grow these businesses? You know, I would call it uh, shoe leather marketing, um, just uh, very, very assertive marketers, people who are, I believe in, are in marketing, the power of marketing, the people who worked for me believe it believed in that. And uh, so we were very aggressive about it and uh, tried to learn from what other people were doing well, the best practices mm-hmm. out there. And I think we were... Uh, probably a, a li- at least a little bit above average in terms of our successes <laughs> at doing that. Well, and you had the opportunity to, uh, good fortune, you'd built a business that uh, someone else wanted and was willing to buy, and uh, you, uh, that uh, certainly gave you a payday and freed you up to, to help others grow their memberships. What are, you know, what are some of the things that you're working on with your current clients? Well, uh, I work with uh, other publishers on a wide range of programs, I would say that uh, certainly uh, content is one of the most important things that I work on with others. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, Robert, uh, content is a key to many membership experiences. Um, people come to associations for uh, for the content that they provide, that could be in, the, in uh, a, a newsletter, it could be um, a chat group, it could be, or chat groups, it could be conferences, but, uh, in, and chapter, chapter meetings. But in all of those experiences, content is the key of it, that somebody is getting information about how to run their business more effectively and uh, or how to have a better experience as a person and uh, so what I try to focus on with others is how they can make that content worthy of a high uh, membership price or a high subscription price and a long-term relationship Hmm. and I think that's um, one of the areas that uh, many organizations don't really think of while they are, uh, you know, trying to get new subscribers or new members. They don't spend uh, equivalent energy and time and money on uh, improving the quality of the information or the content that they are providing to subscribers or members. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I either find subscription companies focus almost solely on what they deliver. Certainly with subscription boxes, they are absolutely enthralled and excited about what they're putting in that box and shipping it out. Or they almost completely ignore what they're delivering where they've got, uh, you know, other publishers and companies might have a copywriter who is doing front-end promotions that, makes as much as 100000 to even as much as a $1,000,000 for the promotions that they generate, 
whereas the editors who are actually creating the content uh, are maybe, you know, while they may be very wonderful people, are, you know, in their beginning portion of their career and, you know, making, you know, forty to $50,000 and, you know, the, the content doesn't match up in tone and excitement and quality to the copywriting. And, yeah. you know, Today, we've got this content marketing industrial complex that's teaching folks how to churn out content for free in order to try to generate leads and attract customers and position themselves, you know, marketers, position marketers as experts. And yet, there are all these publishers and associations out there trying to sell access to their content. What are the real keys? What are you working with with these uh, publishers and associations to make their content something that uh, somebody would be willing to pay for? Well, I think uh, that that's kind of a key question, and uh, I think the the problem is, or the the challenge is, uh, connecting the promises that marketers made, that those well-paid marketers uh, dream up creating a, a connection and, and, in fact, a collaboration with the people who are actually creating the content. What I find is that content creators, whether they be you know, conference organizers or webinar organizers or uh, newsletters or other forms of, uh, of uh, you know, um, portals, that the people creating that content are siloed. They're, they're, they're often... Uh, very separated uh, from the rest of the operation. Uh, they, are, they certainly are separated from marketing, and in many cases, marketing is viewed as a nasty word. Uh, so for people who are journalists, uh, they may have a bad reaction to that word. So I think it's the, the challenge and what I, the way I try to help uh, organizations kind of resolve that is to get both of those teams together, the marketing team and the content uh, creators together, to agree on what, uh, the, what the promise is. And one of the things that you talk about when you uh, teach, and I do as well, is uh, transformation. Well, transformation is is fun to talk about from a marketing standpoint, but it's and and it's easy. the The words roll off the uh, off the lip or off the keyboard easily. But uh, most editors, most uh, conference organizers, are not necessarily tuned into that the high bar of transforming the attendee or transforming the member or transforming the subscriber uh, in very real terms, creating a new reality for that member or for that subscriber. And they don't recognize that as one of their jobs. Mm -hmm. And so I try to, um, try to bridge, that, bridge that gap by bringing those two teams together and um, getting them to agree on uh, what, what the job is. Of course, uh, many, certainly people from journalism, are not necessarily used to that obligation to actually change somebody's life. Uh, rather, they would rather report on things that are happening and leave it to the reader uh, to figure out what to do with that information which is, these days is uh, patently inadequate. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's, that's really the, your competitive advantage as a publisher is helping them solve a problem and go from, as you say, transform, go from a state where they've got these challenges, frustrations, and angst into a place where they could be a hero in their own life because they, you know, they've solved this problem and it's something behind them. I was talking with a client just today who, you know, they, you know, their products are great, and but they're focused on informing and telling somebody some information and describing, you know, hey, you know, when's the last time you were at a library? Like, oh, geez, years ago. Or, you know, and I was only there to get some work done to find a quiet place that, you know, that I could, that I could work on my laptop. And, you know, you know, you know, very few people go to the library to actually learn anything. And so when you turn around and try to market products that or deliver information, this is, you know, you're not going to get people to show up to your website or log in, and there's no reason to keep your subscription. So, you know, when you are working with these editors and helping them you because know, as marketers, as you say, marketers sort of get it, right? You know, they, they, you know, this is something you talk about all the time is how to solve a problem. But now when you're working with a editor that maybe has a journalist background or maybe hasn't really thought of, you know, maybe an expert in what he or she is writing about, but hadn't thought about these marketing concepts, how do you help them really internalize and you know, it's kind of like pl- learning how to play tennis. You can hear it, but until you do it a few times, you're not going to become good at, at this skill. How do you help folks develop this skill? Well, of course, in my case uh, with tennis, it was probably more like 500 or 1,000 times <laughs> before I I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> to uh, gain some kind of confidence with it. And, but, but, you know, I think that the uh, analogy is pretty good that – uh, it's difficult to become, to gain the consciousness in, uh, you know, I, I do one-day uh, training uh, seminars with editors, and I do training seminars with uh, marketers, and I encourage both parties, both teams to attend both uh, sessions. But, uh, you know, over the years I've discovered that and come to the realization that you know, even though I'm dealing with extremely intelligent people, very capable people, and, and highly motivated people, just to tell them how to do it uh, and even leave them with a set of rules for how to do it is not enough to, uh, to transform them into uh, brilliant copywriters or, or into content providers who can think this way, and it is a matter of consciousness. So I, you know, the, the solution to that, uh, at least to some extent, is that I, after I do these training sessions, I stick with them, and we do Skype meetings on a once-a-month month basis, and we look at the actual uh, output that, that they're creating, whether it be uh, content or whether it be uh, marketing materials, and we say, you know, uh, how well have you been doing what we talked about doing? And uh, you know, often it's a, it's it, that question is, is met with a, a clap to the head by by uh, the editors or by the marketing people because they understand the the way to do it, just the way you can understand how to, you know, uh, early racket preparation when you're playing tennis. It's an easy concept. 
but when that ball is coming at you, uh, it, you have to you have to have a reflexive response to that ball, and that is to move the racket back without thinking about it. And likewise, when you're under deadline to to write an article for your for your organization's newsletter, or you have to put together a webinar. Uh, you know, you we and we're under pressure, and time is of the essence always in our business. Uh, you know, there's a tendency to to do it the way you've always done it, which is the easy way, and um, and, and frankly, not that quality in my mind is necessarily more difficult, but it really is just a matter of consciousness. So it is practice, and it's reinforcement by by people like me and people like you who can come in and remind people of the of the key principles. Yeah, it really is no harder than do you know creating content in any other way. It's just learning how to frame it, uh it, how to how to transmit the content so it's focused on them rather than focused on what you are trying to write about. And um you know that change of perspective changes everything in terms of retention and connection with the reader. What are, uh, you know, you work with a lot, a lot of folks bring you in uh, because of retention issues or, you know, they want to grow their subscription membership program. What are, what's, a, what are, what's one of the first one or two things that you're looking for, you're looking at in order to have the fastest, biggest impact on improving and growing their membership? Well, that's actually pretty easy uh, to answer. Um, one of the things that I think I, I was having uh, have, had a meeting with with some colleagues uh, from a large publishing company just uh, uh, yesterday, and we were talking, and I I said I made the comment that you know that we in order to sell people any product, you know, whether it be uh, an information product or a, a membership in, a, in an organization, in an association, people do that because they get benefit from it. And, the, and what I said to them is, information is not a benefit, knowledge is not a benefit, understanding is not a benefit. Those are not benefits. And, I th and uh, the, the director of content who was there in the meeting said, oh, that's interesting. I, I never thought about it that way. I always thought knowledge was a benefit. Well, knowledge could possibly transform somebody, but that is knowledge per se is not a benefit. And so what I look for Knowledge is, is a, a feature or it's a, a pseudo-benefit, but it doesn't change knowledge per se. Knowledge of the wrong things doesn't change anything. And so we, what, what we want to do is not to focus on the knowledge that we're giving somebody, but the, what the knowledge can do for them. That is the benefit. Mm -hmm. And to get, keep them focused on that, because if you're fo focused on the knowledge, knowledge can be neutral. Knowledge doesn't necessarily have to change anything. So the first thing I look at to answer your question a little more directly is I look for benefits. Mm -hmm. And so I'll go to a website uh, for uh, an organization. Uh, I will go to, I'll look at the landing pages. I'll look at their direct mail. Uh, any kind of marketing vehicles is the first thing I look for to see what are they promising. 
Are they really promising benefits? And I would say that um, in a, in a f- fairly high percentage of cases, perhaps 70% of cases, if I go to a website, certainly in the, in the markets that I serve, which, which are uh, publishers and uh, who have membership organizations or membership components to their, to their businesses, I would say in 70% of cases, the, the element of a strong focus on benefit, uh, a brand promise for the overall organization, and then for specific um, uh, uh, value propositions for certain divisions or, or uh, uh, additional products that they market, uh, that's what I look for. Are there, mm-hmm. are there benefits, or are they really selling, are they selling features, which is, oh, you know, a, a database of 40,000 entries? Well... Or networking. We got lots of great networking at our event. Yeah, networking. But but what does that do for you, right? <laughs> exactly. It's it's like, you know, it's like one of those things that nobody will buy, but they love it when it's delivered. Yeah, they they they. they everybody will look at networking, and they're you, know, you can put that bullet down on any sort of marketing you want, but uh, that's not what's going to motivate them. Uh, the social proof that this is a great place to go and a lot of people like them are already attending and and you'll be with lots of people like you uh, or you might miss out and you know, those are motivating features the, the, but but networking in and of itself is by no means a benefit uh, well uh, you know uh, in the, this is true in, in your business and my business and lots of businesses when we go to a conference one of the benefits uh, one benefit a very easy benefit of, of the networking factor is that we meet people that we can do deals with, mm-hmm. or we meet people who tell us something that we didn't know. You know, you're just having a conversation over a, over a drink or over lunch, and you talk about you know a, a challenge that you're facing, and and uh, the person says, "Oh, we had that challenge, and here's how we solved it." And you go, "Wow, that's net." So I learned that networking helped me learn. Uh, new ways to solve my problems. Mm-hmm. If I met somebody I can call whenever I have a problem because I had lunch with them that day. Those kinds of making those benefits more concrete uh, and taking it down to what was what changed for the person. How does networking change you, or any yeah. of the other um, features that we offer uh, in, with our memberships or subscriptions? Well, we, we've. Uh we talked about the the marketing and and making sure that the benefits are are there and compelling and you also mentioned about the actual content uh, that that that's focused on creating a transformation what about kind of that in between place where after somebody buys and wants to experience the benefits and then becomes a member how do you you know, what, what, how do you onboard them? What does the communication should? What should that be like in order to keep them as excited about what they purchased after they bought as they were before they bought? And the you know, they had that anticipation of, of of what could be here. Now all of a sudden they're in. Uh, how do you keep? How do you make them even more excited now that they're in and have the opportunity to engage? Yeah, that's a great question, and it's a big challenge uh, for 
uh, a lot of, and as I discussed earlier, you know, most of the people I work with are dealing in one form or another with information. Uh, they may call it a subscription, and they may actually have a uh, membership relationship with their with their customers, but um, mostly they're dealing with information. And I, I would say that I have two easy answers to that, and there there are probably uh, uh, a couple dozen more uh, variations on this. But the first thing is, I think, telling people how to use the use what they have just bought. And yeah, that can that could be even a club membership, you know, a, a country club membership. You know, does the person who joined they may have joined because of the of the tennis courts, but do they know about the you know the Friday afternoon lunches, or do they know about um, you know a, a chess club uh, that's part of the the country club uh, membership? Um, they don't necessarily know how to use it, and. Uh, you find that um, getting the full benefit out of many publications, and, and the example I often use is a news-driven publication, uh, what do you do with the news? News is not a benefit. We know that. Uh, we, uh, maybe we can improve our lives by using the news, but, but how would we do that exactly? Uh, I think it helps to to show people and demonstrate for them and, and um, let them know how other people are, other members or other subscribers are using that information, uh, using those features to create benefits. And I saw that there's a tutorial element to it uh, in the early onboarding um, uh, phases of the relationship. And then I think um, moving more uh, down the road into the relationship over a period of time, uh, I, you know, one of the things that we find is that being in touch regularly with uh, your your uh, your subscriber or your member to remind them of all the things going on and to encourage them, in essence, to sell them in in uh, increments, continue to sell them uh, the pieces of what they have bought uh, as they go through the relationship. They have bought it, but unless they use it, they will not renew. And so it behooves us to do everything we possibly can, not just to deliver a product to them, but to get them to use that product. Or um, yeah, So if they, if they belong to a club, and, but they don't they don't go to any of the gatherings of the club, they probably are not going to renew. So what can we do to get them to come to the club on an ongoing basis? Well, by promoting the individual events or activities that make up the membership. And if it's a, if it's a newsletter, which um, many of my clients publish, uh, we promote uh, with, with uh, one publisher, we promote four of their best articles every month, and we send additional emails to the subscribers to remind them and to sell them on individual articles and to make them want to read that article. So we've sent them the article. They've received that article in print. They've they have access to that article online uh, uh, through their online access, but they haven't read the article yet. 
and they, they maybe the, uh, the uh, hard copy issue is sitting in a pile on their desk covered by more mail that came in an hour later and a day later and two days later, and pretty soon it's, it's gone. Uh, it's, it's buried in a pile. Or they just never use their online access. So what we do is to send them an email four times a week that reminds them about and, and highlights and sells one of the four, each of four different articles over the course of that month to bring them into the online. All they have to do is click on the, when they see the email, they click on read this article, read this article, and drive them to the website so that they actually make use of the membership or the subscription. And I couldn't agree more. It's, you know, I, I see so many folks, they, you know, people were publishers where people bought it. People bought the product, and so they send it to them. And, and really what I was taught decades ago is that when you deliver a piece of content, you've got to resell that content as if you were selling them to buy that piece. And that like everything, each thing you send, you've got to make it worth the entire membership investment. And you've got to build the value in each thing and each article and in each event as if it was the one thing that they were purchasing. And you know, getting them, even though they paid for this thing, getting them to show up, is not, <laughs> it requires you to, to actually sell it as if they were having to buy it. Um, and and it you know it's built it's again you know the content has to be kind of in that problem agitate solution sales letter format where you're talking about the problem and talking about the impact of that problem in their life and now the solution is this piece of content and the other thing you were mentioning about uh, training them um, on how to use it uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more I had a client that gave fabulous. Uh, economic metrics about an industry, and he was doing all this research, and it was kind of this two-page dashboard of all these metrics on what was going on in the industry, but there was no knowledge, no tr uh, knowledge about how to use it. You know, a customer would get it, and it was, you know, very insightful information, but, you know, the average customer had no earthly idea what sort of decisions they should be making based on that information. And uh, so, you know, teaching them that, you know, how to interpret the data and what decisions to make based on the data really changed everything and made him into a celebrity and, and, and you know, somebody that, you know, that now they can appreciate the information because they're able to make smarter decisions than they were able to for before. So that, that really is the key is helping them change and, you know, understand how to use the information you're providing, not just deliver it. So, uh, Jim, I know you've worked with a lot of, of customers doing copywriting, both for the marketing, onboarding, as well as the, the content and delivering seminars for folks who are interested in following up with you and getting more information about you and the, the services that you provide, uh, publishers and uh, subscription programs. What, uh, what's the best way to uh, connect with you? Well, the uh, best way is to go to my website, uh, firedupmarketing.biz, 
and uh, uh, there's a list of the kinds of services that I provide, and there's a couple of videos up there. There's some, some uh, free information that you can download, uh, my tips on compelling headlines for both editorial and marketing. Um, that, that's probably the best way to do it, and also there's uh, contact information there uh, if, if uh, people would like to get in touch with me. That's fabulous, Jim. Thank you so much for sharing these uh, these tips with us. I mean, the insight on how to create content but solves a problem and delivers a transformation. Uh, you know, understanding the benefits and going there first in order to have the biggest impact on improving their uh, subscription and membership growth, and then you know how to onboard by getting folks in to use what they've purchased and helping resell the, the content that they just bought uh, are fabulous tips. I thank you so much. Well, you know, Robert, we're in such an exciting uh, world uh, with the, the ex- explosion of digital marketing and digital delivery, the expanded uh, bro- broadband uh, Internet that allows us to uh, use videos and animations, and there's so many uh, exciting opportunities and ways to capture the imagination of, of buyers these days. It's just wonderful to be part of uh, the, uh, the, the industry that we're involved in now and to be able to help uh, people harness that tremendous uh, capability. So I'm happy to uh, be part of it myself and happy to share uh, any insights that I can with, with your uh, listeners. So thank you so much for having me, uh, making me part of this podcast and uh, uh, look forward to working with you uh, further and, and uh, exchanging ideas as we have done over the past couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you, and um, it, it is amazing just to think about the the transformation that we've witnessed. Uh, you know, probably in our business uh, of publishing and distributing content, you know, probably the only thing close to the big transformation and explosion was the printing press uh, and what it was able to create uh, you know, when it was invented, versus today. Uh, you know, publishing ha- has absolutely exploded in, you know, not just in print, but also in audio and, and video. It's uh, never been easier to reach uh, customers from around the world and talk to them in multimedia formats and grow your membership and subscription business. And, uh, you know, it's, it's now global, and, uh, it, you know, it's amazing the, even though the, the 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 knowledge of how to produce content has exploded in, in its use and application. The understanding of how to do it well and, and create content that people want to read and are willing to pay for uh, is uh, something that is absolutely rare. And uh, you are among the, the 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 few who truly understand it. And it's a honor and a privilege. And I absolutely encourage everybody to check up. Check out firedupmarketing.biz. And uh, thank you so much, Jim Sinkinson. It was a uh, true honor. Total pleasure. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Membership and Subscription Growth Podcast. I certainly uh, did. And and I really think that this is uh, something that is absolutely important that, uh, that you do in order to grow your businesses. 
you know, create content that people want. And you do that by focusing on the outcome of the information you are providing rather than focusing so much on you know, transmitting your expertise. Uh, as Jim said, uh, expertise isn't what uh, folks want and will pay for. Instead, it is change, benefits, uh, impact on their lives. And uh, certainly, uh, nobody understands that better than uh, Jim Sinkinson. Coming up next week on Membership and Subscription Growth, my guest is Dan Fink of Money Media. Money Media is a, a, a publishing business owned by the Financial Times, and they are a, a do a lot of B2B marketing in order to grow their subscriptions and sell a lot of corporate subscriptions. And we're going to really dive into what it takes to grow those corporate memberships and understanding how to approach these companies. And there's a really important distinction and change that, uh, that, that Dan has noticed and recognized and implements in his subscription uh, marketing that a lot of others have never discovered. And so it's going to be, a, it could be a very big breakthrough for you and help you grow your subscription business. The, uh, so that's it. We'll uh, check out certainly the uh, other blog posts that we have at uh, robertsgrove.com. And also check out the uh, f- new free report, Five Questions to Grow Your Membership and Subscription Program. And the answers will reveal your path to create a terrific growth uh, in this year and beyond. Absolutely go to robertsgrove.com and uh, check that out today. Look forward to talking with you next time on Membership and Subscription Growth.